Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good afternoon from the Crop Doctors Podcast Studio in Stoneville. Tom and I are here with a special guest this afternoon, Miss Mary Nelson Robertson. If you listen to our the series, I guess it was a series. Would you call it a series, Tom? I'd say it was a series. It yes. was a string of episodes Strings that we did better. last winter at the Row Crop Short Course in Startville. Mary Nelson was on one of those episodes as they were a platinum sponsor for the Row Crop Short Course. So we had just a brief conversation with her then, and we wanted to have her back on when we had an opportunity. And she's from the Delta, so she came home to visit this weekend, and we were able to catch her on a Friday afternoon. So, Tom, why don't you just take a second and tell folks what our intentions are with the episode. Yeah, so I'll reintroduce that whole topic again, the the one that we've been pretty passionate about here in the in the studio and for the better part of the last 18 months really talking about is um, some of these kids that have grown up in the Delta, and I'll say kids loosely. I know Mary Nelson's no longer a kid, but she did grow up and was a kid in the Delta. They grow up in the Delta. They, they go and they get an education. They move off somewhere else, and they find their way back to the Delta to do something that's either in ag or loosely associated with ag. So our series has been titled Why Ag? And we've had definitely some, some interesting cast of characters involved in that. I'll, I'll use that term on them. And when we talked to Mary Nelson in December, I think Jason and I really spent some time talking behind the scenes about that and decided that that she would be a fantastic person to have in here to discuss that with because I think she's found her way back to ag, and that's something that I'll, I'll let Mary Nelson talk about. I mean, I don't want to steal all that, that thunder from her, but um, you are from the Delta, so why don't you tell us a little bit. Wait, wait, know, wait, wait. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've got to ask her something. So I want to, I want to work her in slowly. That's a good point. We need to make she, her comfortable. Well, she, so she works for Mississippi State. She's kind of obligated to come on whenever we want her to. So we, <laughs> we don't want to. Now, scare, wait a minute. We don't want to scare, <laughs> scare her off. Mary Nelson, dogs or cats? Ooh, dogs. She, okay. She had to think, Tom. I'm not a big animal person. Okay. Well, that's actually, that's a good thing. I, I kind of grew up that way and then had to become one i really do want a dog though so tom's got a dog that dog costs tom a lot of money what kind is it (laughs) penny did cost us a lot of money by by happenstance way but that i I blame that more on my neighbors thankfully they probably don't listen to that tom's wife was walking penny when she broke her leg oh Uh, broke broke her leg off Mind you. Oh, yeah. Darn, darn near. <laughs> and that could have been much, 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 much worse. Penny Penny is a super mutt. She looks like, as some people have noted in Cleveland, a Carolina dog. But um, goodness knows what all she has in, involved in her several probably shepherd type What is a species. Carolina dog? It looks like Penny. And the kids came up with that name, which actually at the time was fitting because we Used to watch a lot of Big Bang Theory, so that that fits. But gotcha. um, she's a total mutt, kind of yellowish, brownish in color. Really great uh, personality for an animal. Um, Vested in the family now, though. <laughs> yes, she is now. My wife has a bionic leg as a result of, <laughs> of Penny <laughs> when she broke that bone, and they had to mend that thing. <clears throat> with a bunch of screws and metal plates. And now, you know, we get the 
magnetometer at the airport will always go off. I'm sorry. So, Mary Nelson, tell us about yourself. I grew up in Indianola, Mississippi. I grew up in a farm family. My dad farms along with my two brothers, and I have lots of family that are involved in agriculture, my uncles and even some aunts that are involved in agriculture. And from Indianola, I went on to the University of Alabama, and I always saw myself doing something in nutrition or public health, and I ended up back at Mississippi State for my doctorate in human development and family science. And I really get to tie my work at the intersection of health and family. And I love that um, because everyone needs to be healthy and family definitely is part of everyone's life in some form or fashion. So you said you found yourself at the University of Alabama, and we won't, we won't make any statements about that. My brother is an Alabama grad, oh. uh, and that's always interesting to talk about the fact that two kids that basically grew up all over the upper Midwest, I went to Auburn, and my brother went to Alabama. So your brothers re- must be really smart. My, <laughs> he actually is. Strangely <laughs> enough, he actually is. <laughs> so it's really funny that you point that out. He is. He has one of those jobs that you can't talk about. He, oh. he does. He's a physicist, and he works for Raytheon, and that's probably all that I probably should say. He does I some think that says it all. pretty awesome stuff. And I don't think he knows anything else either. <laughs> He went to Auburn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not smart enough to keep up with some of the things he does. So how did you end up in Alabama driving straight through Startville <laughs> to get to Tuscaloosa from Indianola? Well, my grandparents didn't talk to me for about six weeks when I decided to go to Alabama and break the family tradition. But um, my dad's mom actually went to the University of Alabama And I had a couple of older cousins who went there. We grew up going to the lake there. So I grew up being in Tuscaloosa, not a lot, but not necessarily on campus. And I wanted to, I think I'm the youngest child, and I wanted to do something different from my older brothers, even though I loved my older brothers. Clearly you wanted to pick a place that was far enough away from home to kind of put down some of your own roots, but close enough that you could get back home for holidays. Exactly. It was the perfect distance. So were you at Alabama during a good football period? I was there during Coach Saban, so I would say (laughs) a very good period. I think I witnessed four national championships in football while I was there, and we had a ton in gymnastics and golf too. (laughs) I'm just rubbing this in because Tom went to Auburn. Sorry. That's, uh, well, no, that's fine. I, I actually, I appreciate it. That's that's one of the things I enjoy. Although it's funny, my, my brother would come and spend more time at Auburn and pull for Auburn. He didn't he didn't really care much about football when he was there. And we were there kind of, we were there at overlapping times. So I'd go visit Tuscaloosa and he'd come visit Auburn. And he'd come hang out with us and we'd tailgate together. He'd buy t-shirts and wear the Auburn t-shirt. But some of the guys I ran with at school, he needed to do that. You couldn't tailgate with that crew if you weren't going to pull for Auburn. It's definitely a big rivalry. Well, what did you have your sights set on then? Because obviously you went to a school that ag was not one of the given fields that they had on that campus. Uh, You clearly or must have had sights set on something bigger. So I always saw myself being a dietitian, and that was my dream in life. I 
had an experience in junior high and I just knew I wanted to be a registered dietitian, but that wasn't what I ended up even majoring in. I changed my major junior year to public health and I haven't looked back since. I changed my major so I could cover more than just nutrition. I could cover substance misuse and mental health and nutrition and physical activity, all the health topics that you can think of. Those are pretty broad. Yeah. Did you have any specific ideas of how you wanted to apply those? Yeah, so originally I saw myself maybe working for a nonprofit organization or starting some type of nonprofit. I also had thought about moving to D.C. and working for some type of health agency up there because a lot of them are headquartered out of D.C. or Maryland. But Mississippi was calling me home. Did you come straight back to Mississippi State from Alabama, I mean, to graduate school? Yes. After you graduated from Alabama? Well, I stayed in Tuscaloosa for my master's because I was really, I loved Tuscaloosa. But I also wanted a degree from state since everyone in my family had one from Mississippi State. I was the black sheep of the family. It's not such a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Some days I feel like that. And none of my friends. You you shouldn't feel like that. You are. (laughs) (laughs) You're the you're the black sheep of this family too. This DREC family. I'm I'm aware. I'm I'm the one screaming Yankee that's on this experiment station at this (laughs) point anymore. Which you know everybody's accepted that it's not been that big a deal. We love you most of the time. Yeah. I appreciate that. Then how did you get interested or involved in what you do now? And why don't you tell our listeners a little bit? Because we've talked about you're back in ag, and, and you really are. I think the the role that you have now in serving the ag community is something that is extremely needed at this point and, and something that I think we probably don't talk enough about amongst ourselves at county meetings, at when we get together at things, those of us that are in row crop production. And I, and I think that your role is super important. How did you get interested or involved in, in what you're doing now? And, and what is that? In college, in my undergraduate, during my undergraduate, I was part of this organization called Project Health, and we covered a different health topic every week on campus. We passed out flyers and really cool incentive items, and that's where I really fell in love with public health. Then during my master's program, I was a grad assistant for that program, so they assumed that since I grew up on a farm that I could pull a trailer. I cannot pull a trailer, but I pulled one all across the University of Alabama's campus, dropping off the health hut, and I learned how to do that, but I wouldn't trust me to drive a trailer today, still pull one. Then when I came to Mississippi State, I was doing something very similar, and then I met doctors Hardman and Baez, and they told me about the Promise Initiative. They had just been awarded this funding, and it was around opioid misuse prevention, and substance misuse prevention is one of my really big passions. And so it started off as an opioid misuse prevention project. Now it's morphed into a farm stress project. I mean, really, the underlying thread of our whole series is how does somebody get, and I wouldn't say thrown back into, but thrown back into a situation whereby one door closes and it opens back up that they think they're going to be off the farm and, you know, hey, I want to get out of here. And I think sometimes that's what 
what young people think about is that they want to move away from home and go do something on their own. Do you have any words of advice for those young folks that, that are really considering something and thinking about moving off? And, and what would you say to them about, you know, should they get as far away from the farm as possible? Or how would they leave that opportunity open to look back at that on the future? If you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have said that there's not a place for me in agriculture. Little did I know I've fallen back into agriculture and I I was always really passionate about it. But as a female, I didn't think there was a place for me on the farm. I would definitely encourage young people to follow their heart and don't be afraid to come back to the farm. Um, You can always go away for a little while, but you're you can always go home. So if you do need to sow some wild oats, you can go off. But um, there is a place in agriculture, and you don't have to be a farmer to be involved in agriculture. I'm not a farmer, and I don't pretend to be a farmer, but I'm still involved in agriculture. And there's so many job opportunities that you get to be part of the farm, but you're not actually farming. How do you think you're childhood, your family history informs what you do now. It obviously shaped who you are as an adult from your childhood experiences, but what does your history as a farm kid, how does that help you do your job now? Yeah, so I think because I do not know a lot about farming, but I did grow up on a farm. And so I do, um, I have that connection with farmers when I'm meeting with farmers. I know enough about row crop farming that I can talk a little bit about row crop farming, a little bit about the equipment and the markets, but, you know, surface level conversation. And that definitely helps me. When I saw some of the statistics around farmers, I knew that I wanted to do something about that because I saw that as my brother or my dad or my uncle. And so I knew I wanted to do something about farm stress when they released that data from the American Farm Bureau Federation. And I think that's an important thing to point out is is just how far I think as a population, we've probably gotten away from the farm. But I think at the end of the day, I think we all know someone who's tied to the farm, grew up on a farm, has somebody in their family that farms. And I think keeping that in perspective, when kids are being exposed to what additional opportunities there are that are out there. And that's something I I try to impress upon the children that that are in, in my house and even, you know, grad students. Just because you're in agriculture doesn't mean you necessarily need to work in agriculture, but I think you need to be open to those opportunities because that's the only way we're going to continue to attract talent and young people. And then I think, of course, being open-minded enough to know that you can use some of that applied knowledge that you gained growing up in the agricultural community, enough to know that on a, on a daily basis that might influence what you are doing in that role and, and certainly how you've adapted what you learned growing up and how that influences what you do now, I think is really important because, you know, I, I know Jason, you grew up on a farm and still have really close ties to the farm. And that's something that's, that's really important. And, and I've always felt, I wouldn't say jealous about, but I certainly think that, that that's important. That's important as to who you are and my not having ties to the farm I think I've not tried to allow that to discourage me from the fact that I can still learn on a daily basis, and that's that's pretty important. You know, in the case of you know, Mary Nelson or myself, having grown up here, 
agriculture is the number one industry in the Delta, if your family's not directly involved, then there is a classmate whose family is involved. So I'm thinking about you know my wife in particular. Her family didn't farm, but over the years, her father had different jobs that were involved in agriculture. He worked at Greenpoint at one point. He worked at the Catfish. He drove a truck, hauled catfish. He's as well-versed about it as anybody, but my wife, not so much as she was growing up. And then, of course, now she gets the full brunt of it every day when I get home because that's all I do, right? I mean, that's, that's what I live and, and breathe. But you, Tom, very different experience. When you described that, I was wondering how far out would you have to go to hit somebody that was directly connected to agriculture? Where I graduated high school, it probably wouldn't have been that far. It was northeast Indiana. There were, there were a substantial number of farms in that area, but I don't recall anybody that was in my graduating class that had grown up on the farm, which was you know pretty bizarre. I mean, that that's a yeah. they grow a lot of corn and beans in northeast Indiana, uh, and I just I can't recall anybody that I was in high school with. I don't know why that is, and that may have just been age related at that time. Maybe those kids had gone through high school at an earlier point in time, but I don't recall meeting anybody in Northeast Indiana when I lived in Northeast Indiana that that knew that. So, I mean, that connection to say what Mary Nelson said in a different way, I would say it gives her kind of some instant credibility when she goes and talks to somebody just because there is a shared experience, a shared family experience there. Well, and comfort level is important. Oh, definitely. Uh, and especially, I mean, almost in any profession, but certainly in the, in the farming community, I think comfort level is very important with how people can relate to you. And that's something that's I'm pretty aware of. You know, I, I still get chided every now and again for being from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I mean, there aren't very many people that walk their dog at night in Cleveland, Mississippi, and they listen to a hockey game on their phone. And that's just, that, that's There's part no, of who I am. None. Right. There are no others. Uh, what you shouldn't say that because there's a kid down the street who grew up in State College, Pennsylvania, and he's a Philadelphia Flyers fan. What are the Philadelphia Flyers? What are the Philadelphia Flyers? Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> are, the, are the National Hockey League team in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. Did I teach you something today? No, I knew that. I was, <laughs> I was teasing. Well, and, and I, we don't want to exclude Mary Nelson over here, but... Any additional words of wisdom for anybody young? I mean, thinking that, hey, I've got experience growing up on the farm and family doing that. How should I turn that into my future? Mine was very a very natural progression into being back in agriculture. And I think deep down, I always knew that I wanted to be involved in agriculture somehow. But I didn't necessarily see myself in agriculture. I just wanted to be in it. And then this was a way to be able to give back to agriculture because it's given so much to me. And really any job is connected to agriculture. If you think about it, Um, even our physicians are very connected to agriculture. And it kills me today when children don't know where their food comes from, because that's very important. The best advice I would say would be to don't be afraid if a door opens to go through that door and be very open-minded and you might just end up back in agriculture and there's so many different ways to give back to agriculture. Mary Nelson, thank you. That's um, by pure happenstance you walk through the door over there for the platinum sponsorship and that's, I mean, that's the kind of thing we talk about all the time that 
how do we balance ideas around? And that's important. But thank you for being willing to share that. Well, thank you all so much for having me. The interconnectedness is something else that not having any ties to agriculture is the part that I absolutely love. Right. And not being from the Mississippi Delta. Uh, I always tell my wife that, you know, I, I absolutely love this part of the country. I love being here. I feel humbled to be able to work here on a daily basis because I know the history of this place and the people that I work with. And it's something that I absolutely love. And I sometimes don't get to say that enough. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And to our continued regular listeners, we really appreciate that. And, um, you know, keep, keep the comments coming. If you've got questions, don't be shy. I mean, I'm sure Mary Nelson would not mind if somebody called her and asked, which we're pretty easy to get in touch with. At the Extension Service, please look us up. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.